we are talking about, is it a crash or not? Let's get into it. We are here with Tom Krieger. He's going to share his thoughts and numbers and facts with us about what is actually happening in the market. And despite a lot of the clickbaity, sensationalized headlines that we see about the housing market, it doesn't look as gloom and doom as it might seem. So, Tom, right now, we actually have a shortage of homes, Yep. which means there's a lot of demand, right? Correct. And that is a basic tenant of our, you know, supply and demand yep. is, is a basic tenant of pricing. Mm -hmm. So how many houses are we actually short currently? So the estimates range between 5 million and 7 million homes we're short in the United States right now for the buyers that need homes, okay? okay. Um, that's been kind of the, the pattern for the last several years. And what we've come to understand is that that supply and demand Number is not changing anytime soon. The home builders cannot build homes fast enough. The homeowners are not selling as fast or turning their houses over as fast. The baby boomers have decided not to sell and move into retirement communities as fast or into assisted living centers. They're staying in place. The term you hear all the time is aging in place, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're not seeing a lot of movement right now, okay? Yeah. Realistically, here just in Arizona, we had a 34.9% drop in home sales, an 11.4% rise in price, and a 39.4% increase in homes coming on the market. Wow, okay. So factor those numbers in. The amount are selling are dropping, the price is going up, and the amount of homes coming on the market are going up. Interesting. Think that through. Interesting. So what I try and tell people is why is that? The demand is still there. People are being a little more picky. Mm -hmm. And what's coming on the market isn't to the quality it needs to be for the people to buy. And, and now we have interest rates as well. Right. rising along with that. So that is tamping down the buyer activity. And once the government can figure out some of the inflationary problems, I don't foresee the interest rates hovering at 6%. It'll probably drop. I don't think we'll see the sub threes like we did see. I don't know if we'll ever see that again, maybe. I hope we don't get into that type of an economy. It, Honestly, yeah. four, four and a half percent are great interest rates. That's, Although I'm going to tell you this right now, and you can mark me down here in November when this podcast is being shot, we could see 9% interest rates. Yeah, yeah. And that will definitely <laughs> cool the market like it crazy. It will definitely cool the market and it'll get the Fed where they need to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, how is that going to affect prices is really what you want to know, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is and that going to really cause the crash? Well, quite honestly, no. Here, here's the, you've, you know, in a forest fire, they have these fire breaks. Yeah. Okay. In the housing market, we have a housing break. And here's what it is. It's the equity position that is built up over time on these houses. Hmm. That's really the issue. So when the federal government raises interest rates up, and they're up there. And all of a sudden, it starts to create unemployment, starts to rise, because that's what they're mm -hmm. trying to do. They're trying to get unemployment to rise. And people start 
losing their jobs or getting laid off and they can't necessarily afford the house they bought, there is so much equity in it that they can sell it, take their equity, rent un for a year or so until their job situation changes and then come back into the market. It isn't like 2008 where the houses were so overpriced, there was no equity in them, people would lose their jobs, they yeah. didn't have the money to come to closing with to cover the shortfall of the mortgage, so they just walked to the bank and says, here, thank you very much, I'm sorry, here's your collateral, I've gotta go rent the house, right? Yeah, yeah. In addition to all of this, we're starting to see more and more people invest in real estate rental properties, mm -hmm. okay? So a single uh, uh, or a, an entity or a person owns more than one exactly. home is kind of what we're getting at. Exactly. So they're investing in real estate because what do we have? We have 2 million people that have come into this country. Now, I'm not getting into the illegal immigrants, not immigrants, guest workers, whatever term you want to use. The fact is we have well, well over 2 million people just in the last year that have come into the United States. Yeah. Those people need housing. They need to live someplace. They're not going to live in the desert or in the woods or on top of the mountain or in the city streets. <laughs> they need right? a roof over their head. They need a roof over their head. So what we're starting to see is we're starting to see smart people starting to buy properties for investment purposes. Now, rents are going up astronomically right now. Um, my, my stats say that a three-bedroom, two-bathroom uh, home in Tucson, Arizona – Rents for about two thousand dollars, okay, mm -hmm. and they expect it to go up anywhere from ten to fifteen percent year over year. So if it just goes up, let's say ten percent, that's twenty two hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Goes yeah. up fifteen percent, that's twenty three hundred dollars. And that doesn't okay? go in the kitty; that goes into the landlord's kitty. That's right, pays down his mortgage, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's real important to understand that there is nothing out there yeah. to me that demonstrates anything like 2008. There's just too much equity in the market right now. Yep. Okay, people are going to sell their homes and we are going to have foreclosures. Um, normally in a market about 1%, the banks figure about 1% is what foreclosures happen on a normal year. Yep. Right now we're averaging about 0.4%. So there's plenty of room in there for the banks to absorb that. The big banks forecast, Wells Fargo, um, Bank of America, Chase Morgan, you know, all those banks there. Yeah, yeah. They're predicting a shortfall in prices anywhere from three to 10%. And the 10% is the, the worst case scenario, yeah. okay? Yeah. Well, what have homes appreciated over the last two years? 40, 45%? <laughs> yeah. So you see there's so much equity in there, even if the worst forecast by the banks come true. Quite honestly, I believe, and Wells Fargo will back me up on my belief, in 2023, they expect property values to decrease at the most by 5.5%. But okay. in 2024, they expect them to increase by 3.1%. So really what we're going to see if Wells Fargo's predictions are correct, and they were the most correct predictions that I'm aware of back in 2008. Okay. We're expecting a little drop and then a little recovery. So after two years, we're going to be right where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so does it make sense to wait? I don't know. Are we getting a big crash? 
Absolutely not. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. We're going to have a small adjustment. Right. And this adjustment is from uh, not because of there isn't demand. There absolutely is. And beyond the migrants, we also have millennials Yes. Who are beginning to buy, and on average, they buy at age 32. Right. So this year, we have the most millennials turning 32. Next year, we have even more millennials, and the year beyond that, it just continues. For that, the next four years. Yeah, as the younger millennials become older, uh, the average age is going to is 32 for home buying. So yep. there, that demand is there. Right. And, and new home construction, again, can't keep up. And if people continue to stay in their homes, seven years is kind of the average that we've been seeing lately. And it kind of used to be like three to five years uh, earlier than that. We had faster turnover in that occasion. So it was easier to get people into homes. Yeah. And now we have people sitting and sort of nesting a little bit longer in their homes. So it's it's kind of an interesting all this demand, but being tamped down by the Fed mostly, right? And with their interest rate raises, yeah, with an affordability affordability and you know indicator for the first time home buyer or second you know second time home buyer. Now millennials right now are now are now starting to sell their homes. Yeah, yeah. Boomers though are not so eager. eager. Yeah. I'm going to use that term, eager <laughs> yeah. or ener energetic to sell their homes because they just don't feel that there's anything out there for them to buy yeah. where they're going to be comfortable with the price. Yeah. Okay. And, and what we have seen a lot of is people uh, in, in, the, in your generation, I, I will say right. baby boomer generation, that they took equity out of their homes and improved them and made them even more comfortable. Yes. So they're yeah. they're going to stay put. We don't see any massive sell off there. No. Maybe until you know they, we we send them off into I the rainbow or, bridge. I think we're going to see see boomers sit for two or three years. They're yeah. going to let this because they're financially pretty well set. They're going to let all this turbulence kind of calm down. Yeah. And then they're going to start making some decisions. We're noticing that in the fifty five and above communities for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, new home construction is slowing down. It's amazing what you're starting to see um, new home sellers offer uh, buyers buy down their interest rate to from seven to let's say four point five to help them get into the house. Yeah. Um, they're taking away obviously some of their profits and they're giving it to the lenders so the lenders can bring down the mortgage payment for these buyers still to get them in because the builders still have all this inventory. They still have all this land. They've bought all this lumber ahead of time. Yeah. Remember, we had the concrete shortages and the lumber shortage. They started buying six, eight, ten months out in advance. Yep. I mean, some builders that I know of here in the Tucson area were buying their concrete a year ahead of time. Wow. contracting to buy the concrete a year ahead of time at paying that price. And now it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. That has, that cost has to go that someplace, to right? <laughs> yeah. That has to hurt. And it's, yeah. it's pretty much their pocketbook. Yep. And, and, you know, I have read an article recently about new construction where there's, they're saying the people who have bought during 2020 and 2021, and even currently 2022, that the crunch to get these homes done because due to labor shortage and right. and material shortage, that 
the homes aren't built to the normal quality that they had been in the past. Yeah. So I think that's something interesting that that I thought about when we go to resale those homes that we go up uh, this community had some issues because it was during 20, 2020 and 2021. Yep. So we need to make sure we do our due diligence. We did inspecting. a previous podcast here, Joe, and you guys can listen to it um, with Jill about the remorse that buyers had, uh, not only used homes, but new construction homes, yeah. because they were kind of slapped together. Yeah. And we're going to start seeing, I believe, in the near future, them, those types of homes being put on the market and the buyers going and looking for a, or the sellers going and looking for a better property. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. Those ones, I don't think they'll stay seven years in. No. no. <laughs> it no, might I, be a little short. There's going to be some movement there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tom. So, yeah. Some so no crash. Tell yeah. you guys, there's no crash. Yeah. Yeah. You can write down in the comments what you guys think. We always love to respond to those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, if you can, I mean, to anybody who watches us, if you can bring some valid data, I'm, I'm always open to listening to yeah, it, right? Yeah, from what we but, see, we study this stuff yeah, daily. Yeah, I mean, I think the big banks are a little smarter than the average person, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're definitely smarter than me because they have a little bit more money than I yeah, do, right? Yeah. Um, but then you also have the forecasters, yep. you know, Ivy Zellman. She's yep. predicting not a crash, but a, a pullback. Yep. You've got Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, bigger organizations that are predicting these types of things. So yeah. I don't think there's any data to support a crash, yeah. okay? Unless we have a black swan. You know, we're, what we see happening in Bitcoin right now, mm. that there's a lot of money that has been lost, Yeah. okay? That might have an effect. I don't think it will, but that might have an effect too out there with what's going on. Yeah. But in general, I think we're going to be safe. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, there with you yeah. because the data backs that up. Yeah. That's, that's what I see. Well, thank you guys for listening and be sure to like and follow our podcast. And we will hopefully see you in the next one to give you some great value. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.